Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where entrepreneurs just like you learn to level up in life, love, and business. My name is David Ubina, your host. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast starts right now. Yeah, I mean, I moved to San Francisco at sort of an auspicious time in, in, in 2000, which was the end of the, which was sort of the first internet bubble was sort of popping, the dot-com bubble, as it were. Um, and uh, there, there was, but, but like, that was sort of around the time that the, the quote-unquote web 2.0 was sort of taking off. Um, and so um, I joined a company prior to like joining the founding team at AdRoll that was in the digital marketing space but it was like total, it was a publicly held dot-com company that was pivoting its business model and I was sort of helping lead the charge um, on the new business model. Uh, and so I didn't found that company, but I was sort of got to see, uh, you know, how to, how, to, how to launch something and got my first kind of exposure to building teams and um, uh, uh, go-to-market uh, strategies and things of that nature. So it was a really good kind of boot camp for then me to you know be part of things at the at the very ground level. All right, guys, welcome back to the big show. I am your host David Yubita, and uh, dude, I am super stoked for today's episode uh, with Adam Burke. Adam Burke is the former uh, president and CMO of AdRoll, and for those of you who are in the marketing space, you know who AdRoll is. <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited to have him on, and uh, here's why you should listen to him. Well. Aside from the success he's had uh, in that role, but um, just to give you guys some context, uh, he started, he was with the business when they were at zero and then moved on from the business. He took helped take that company to over $300 million in revenue. That's right, over $300 million in revenue. So you definitely want to uh, really listen into the interview today because it's going to give you a snapshot of the way he thinks. And uh, I tell you what. Uh, I learned quite a bit uh, from this interview, and I share my thoughts at the end uh, in the last segment of this particular episode. Uh, but before we dive into the conversation with Adam, uh, just a couple of things uh, here in the peak segment. Uh, with so much going on, um, just a couple of days ago, we had uh, the the conviction of the officer who took uh, George Floyd's life. And, uh, you know, my perspective on this is, first and foremost, it, it was definitely unnecessary roughness, right? I, In my opinion, the way those four officers behaved, not just Chauvin, but those four officers behaved was unacceptable. Uh, the force and the intentionality that uh, the officer officers uh, really conducted themselves towards Mr. Floyd, who was on the floor, handcuffed, uh, he was not he was not a harm to anyone at that point. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you like to see Chauvin in, in an octagon <laughs> with a UFC fighter and try, let him try to uh, uh, enforce that same behavior to one of the pro fighters? Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, and then you've got George Floyd and his daughter and his family. I mean, just, I mean, the pressure and the just the loss that that family must have endured, the little girl growing up now with a father, without a father. Uh, and then, you know, the compassionate side of me also takes into consideration Chauvin and his family and what they're going through because of his decision. And mind you, there's a part of me that says, yeah, man, give him the chair, <laughs> right? Give it to him quick. But then there's a, the, that part of me that's like, I wonder what, what, what 
must have drove him to become this this animal right this individual who has no mercy um and uh that part that part of me the psychological inquisitive side wonders man um you know we we weren't born this way right he wasn't born that way and uh, he learned those behaviors and you know again that's a story for another time but that's just part of my thought process and and feeling empathetic towards everyone involved including chauvin and again don't get me wrong guys there's a part of me that's like dude where, where's the chair or where's the lethal injection where's that you know um eye for an eye kind of thing but then there's that part of me that's like you know this guy wasn't born this way and he learned and evolved and became this this individual that he is now uh showing no remorse at all in any of the the court um appearances that he's made it's pretty pretty bizarre pretty amazing but um you know it's uh this is in the court's hands and you know it's going to be interesting to see what the sentencing is now as a result and uh on a on a happier note guys uh before we dive into the interview i want to go ahead and give uh, motorworks of barrington uh, motorworks mercedes of barrington a big shout out my guy matthew price and his team uh they again took care of me once again with uh, some issues that I had with my vehicle. Again, MotorWorks Mercedes of uh, Barrington. If you guys are looking for a vehicle or looking for an amazing, amazing, I, I, and I, you guys got to understand, whenever I hear the word salesman or car salesman, I, I kind of cringe and like, Ugh. <laughs> it's slimy feeling um, from previous experiences. But Matt, Matt, Matthew is uh, uh, one of the, uh, the service guys. And um, I tell you what, I at no time they they go over and above, and the rest of the team is just absolutely amazing from sales, um, product inventory, the whole nine. They're just amazing. But I really wanted to just um, give Matthew a shout out because I'm sure that the service guys don't get a lot of love, <laughs> right? It's usually the sales and and um, managers and stuff like that. But I just want you guys to know that your boy was super, super taken care of by uh, MotorWorks uh, Mercedes of Barrington uh, in Barrington, Illinois. So if you are in the area and looking for a vehicle, hey, make sure to stop by and make sure to tell them that you heard about uh, them on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive into episode 44 with none other than Mr. Adam Burke. Now, before we go, as always, a word. From our sponsor. <laughs> hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners, or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. And I've got my boy Adam Burke in the house. Adam, say what's up. How's it going? Thanks for figuring out the second E is silent. <laughs> my man, I see that... Um, that uh, uh, you're out of Cali, is that right? Yeah, I I, uh, I flew back and forth between LA and San Francisco, so a bit bit nomadic and get the best of both worlds. 
Nice, nice. Now, uh, one of the reasons why I have, uh, I, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, one of the reasons why I asked you to be on the podcast is because you've got some real life experience and we're all about bringing in uh, high caliber guests who have real life experience uh, in business, of course, life, love and business, the life of an entrepreneur. Yep. Hey guys, welcome It's not back always to the sexy, the glam, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like yeah, those days when you want to run your head through the wall, that kind of thing. But um, I want to let yeah. my audience know that you went and you were one of the founding members of AdRoll. And I'd love yep. for you to just share a little bit about what AdRoll is. And you took, you were part of the team that took the business from zero to like gazillions of dollars. And yeah. we want to, you know, we want to pick your brain a bit, but just tell, tell the folks a little bit about AdRoll. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's a company that, you know, that, that was about 13 years ago that we started it. And it has, um, you know, I think one of the things that I'm actually most proud about is that, yeah, how it has evolved and uh, adapted um, and stayed nimble, even as the company has grown. Um, AdRoll has now become actually uh, the name of a business unit under the larger company, which is called now called NextRoll. Um, and, you know, again, that, that kind of uh, uh, symbolizes, you know, the willingness to re-evaluate, uh, you know, especially in uh, technology um, and, and the fast pace of change, To, you, you know, you have to constantly be reevaluating your priors, um, you know, reevaluating re your strategies and, you know, being willing, being willing to sacrifice some of your, you know, uh, I, some of your previously held um, assumptions. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, just the, the, as that the company has evolved, um, that's, that's, a, you know, it's pretty clear that, you know, the, the original company was AdRoll. Uh, there was a realization that AdRoll was only one of the uh, uh, business units of the of the larger whole, and so now, yeah, the company is called NextRoll. Um, uh, you know, I can tell you a bit of, of, about what the company does. Um, you know, in the early days, you know, this is back in 2007 when we got started. Um, but at the time, there were no good tools for um, small and mid-sized businesses to execute a sophisticated digital marketing. Um, There were tools for big brands, and it was sort of the equivalent of, um, you know, a lot of the same analogies of print and TV advertising were starting to migrate online. So primarily, this was, you know, the Procter and Gambles of the world or, you know, co you know the lar lar large brands and things of that nature. And then there was like a big drop off uh, and the tools available for small businesses were, were, were pretty few and far between. And there was a lot of that kind of like schlocky uh scammy punch the monkey type ads at that time and there was nothing in the middle and so the vision for the company as there was this proliferation of uh long tail content at the time it was sort of blogs that were taking off um we wanted to match up the small and mid-sized uh brands with the small and mid-sized content creators that were out there creating these blogs and so that was the original vision and, and the challenge that we were trying to solve with the company Um, and obviously, and, and as I was alluding to in the outset, we, we had to be nimble and dynamic and adapt and figure things out as we went. And we definitely ended up hitting on a few key things. First of all, it was that those small and mid-sized brands really care about ROI. And so that like you needed to be able to put $1 in and very clearly see three, four, five dollars out. Um, and that really honed our thinking. And we just realized also that there were ways that you could execute digital marketing that were just totally not possible uh, uh, in the analog world. So making things more personalized, more dynamic, 
using machine learning and algorithms to optimize campaigns on the fly. We were, we were, we were all, we were very early to like a lot of those uh, trends and making and democratizing them, making them available to any size business. And yeah, you know, as you alluded to, it was, it was, um, you know, you, you, you picked your head, you know, the day to day was super challenging. It never felt like it never felt uh, like the ball was rolling downhill. It always felt like we were, we were pushing the, the rock up the hill. But yeah. yeah, you know, there were certainly times where you lift, lift your head up and like, ho- holy cow, like we now have, um, you know, offices in, in, in multiple countries. We have tens of thousands of customers and, and hundreds of millions in, in revenue. Um, and so th- there were some of those surreal moments that, that, that came about. But, you know, a- as you alluded to in your intro, the entrepreneurial journey, like always felt hard. And as you grow, every stage comes with its own challenges. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, very proud of what we built. I-, I left after 10 years wanting to get back to my entrepreneurial roots and start. And I started a new company. This intro is getting super long, but um, I started a new co- oh, company good. called uh, work patterns, which actually um, h- helps to address some of the challenges that I faced as a manager and leader at AdRoll. Um, and so that's where I am today. Well, tell Three us years into this new entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, because I know that you experienced your own, and that was, was AdRoll the first company that you, uh, were part, you were part of a team where it actually grew to that size? Yeah. I mean, I moved to San Francisco at sort of an auspicious time in, in, in 2000, which was the end of the, which was sort of the first internet bubble was sort of popping the dot-com bubble as it were. Um, and uh, there, there was, but, but like that was sort of around the time that the, the quote unquote web 2.0 was sort of taking off. Um, and so um, I joined a company prior to like joining the founding team at AdRoll that was in the, digital marketing space, but it was like total, it was a publicly held dot-com company that was pivoting its business model. And I was sort of helping lead the charge um, on the new business model. Uh, And so I didn't found that company, but I was sort of got to see, uh, you know, how to, how to, how to launch something and got my first kind of exposure to building teams and um, uh, uh, go-to-market uh, strategies and things of that nature. So it was a really good kind of boot camp for then me to, you know, be part of things at the at the very ground level and be part of the founding team at AdRoll. And then, yeah, now doing it sort of a, a third time or uh, something like that with work patterns. Um, and yeah, man, it feels good to be be back at the early stages again. But man, a lot of challenges still. So finding new mistakes to make (laughs) yeah i know right it's so interesting because everything is in seasons right you've got your startup and then you've got your you're kind of like your mid and and i love the analogy that you gave it it, being an entrepreneur never feels like the ball is going down you are always pushing that damn ball that rock up the hill because there's always something that comes up um but again being solutions minded right we don't mind it it's just Sometimes it's frustrating because it's like, damn, I just solved this thing right here. And now, boom, yeah. I turn around and there's some another fire I got to focus on. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure some people get there. Um, and, you know, you kind of hit on something that becomes, you know, that that achieves what you set out to achieve. And maybe that's, you know, it's just a profitable thing and it's just working. Um you know, maybe that happens to some people, but yeah, I think there is a bit of like, you know, a reframing that you have to do that. It's, you know, I always, you know, especially going through it for the first time, it was like, Oh man, if we, if we just got X, Y, and Z, you know, things will be cruising and then you get X, Y, and Z and things are absolutely not cruising. Like, you know, and uh, you know, there's a whole, there, there's a, there's another A, B, and C that you need to solve. Um, and so I think there is like a little bit of a reframing and a bit of like, 
that, that has helped me, you know, kind of go through this journey another time um, with a bit more equanimity and just being prepared that like, that is the experience you're signing up for. Um, solving a set of things, totally got to pause and celebrate those things and, 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 and um, uh, be appreciative um, and, you know, and, uh, you know, both of what you've been able to achieve and all the people that, that help you do it because there's no way you can do it alone. And then just, yeah, don't get disappointed that, oh man, you haven't solved everything just because you did, you know, A, B, and C, but get excited about figuring out X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I, I think there is a bit of a, a, a reframing of the, of the experience that, that, um, that, that can result in less frustration uh, and, yeah, and, and, and a little more uh, appreciation of the journey along the way. I like that. I like that because the reality is every time you hit a ceiling, that's just, you know, the doorway to another lesson, to another, another uh, nugget of wisdom that you'll be able to add to, to your uh, portfolio in a sense. Yeah, that's right. Like if, if your goal is to like never have those challenges, like you should probably pick a different career. Um, <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, that is, that is what you're signing up for. So like, yeah, no, no need to let it get you down or ruin the mood. It's like, yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. And it, it, it's going to be a struggle. And, but you know, you, that's, that's what allows for the rewards of solving it and getting to the next thing. So, yeah. I remember uh, a pastor friend of mine told me, you know, I had this young man come up to me and says, Pastor, I'm always having these problems. And I don't know. I mean, when am I going to stop having these problems? And, and he replied, when you die. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate problem. Yeah. <laughs> the one that'll get you, get us all. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. It's all about reframing. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, the new business that you started, tell us a little bit about, uh, about that and, and what kind of led you to saying, hey, you know what, I just finished, you know, this project had tremendous success here. Uh, let me go ahead and, you know, give this uh, particular uh, new business an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, frankly, it came about um, from honest reflection on my own challenges mm -hmm. and um, shortcomings at, uh, building the previous company. Um, and, you know, having to go on this evolution of being a, you know, entrepreneurial minded product oriented, um, you know, founding team member um, to then, you know, because we, be we became more successful having, you know, then a team to manage and becoming a manager. And, you know, I had had some experience with that before, but, you know, not at the same scale. And so it was, you know, figuring out um, how to be a good manager on the fly. And then, you know, this happens all the time in companies, but, you know, the, the company is growing so fast that you're just getting used to where you, where you were as a company and the company's already moving to demand the next set of, um, um, you know, the, the next set of things from you. And so having to go from that evolution of being, you know, an individual, individual contributor to a manager, to a manager of a larger team, to then an executive that managed other managers, um, you know, it seemed like there was an opportunity there from a product perspective to help other entrepreneurs on that journey. And that, that was the idea around work patterns. Could we give people tools that help them help put the best practices of operators and managers, not necessarily on autopilot, but give them the guidance that they don't have to take a step back from their day to day to think about, oh, how should I be running my one-on-one -on -one meetings? How, how should I be giving my team members feedback and how frequently? Um, did I remember to set goals? Oh, did we check in on the goals lately that we set? All of those things that kind of, um, you know, is the structure of how you operate 
um, we, I, I thought there was just a better way to give people that guidance. And, you know, so that, that is what work patterns is all about. Um, the product today just starts with a better way to run your one-on-one -on -one meeting. And so if you're a manager of a team of three, four, five, 15 people, um, you need to have a consistent system for how you check in with people on a weekly basis. And that's where work patterns start. So, you know, today people have kind of scattered, often have scattered one on a one doc, maybe in different systems, a Google doc or a, a, a Microsoft doc or something like that. And, you know, they you kind of pull it out for the meeting or forget to even use it for the meet, for the one on one meeting and things just get, um, you know, disconnected and uh, disorganized. And that time isn't spent in the most uh, productive way possible. So work patterns gives you a guided one on one experience for all of your direct reports. That is sort of an agenda for the meeting, but it's more dynamic than that. Um, so throughout the week, you can add items, you can reply in the comments, you can kind of work asynchronously. And then when you actually have the meeting, you can keep track of action items that come out of the meeting. So you have all of your action items from all of your direct reports all in one place. And then because there's it's this uh, agenda setting system, we can automatically add things to the agenda that make that are the best practices of great managers, such as, hey, you haven't given this person feedback in a little while. Here's an easy prompt for you to uh, uh, take the friction out of that process. So giving feedback can be awkward. It can be cumbersome. So we just try to help make that easier. It's so high value, especially as we're working remotely these days. Um, so giving people easy prompts along the way to give and receive feedback with their direct reports is a big one. As I mentioned, recognition, checking in on goals, things of that nature. So it's just a guided, uh, basically, you can think of what the best managers in the world would do. We kind of guide those, those behaviors um, in the product and just make things, make these high value activities easier. And so you don't have to think about them. How is this delivered? Is this an online, is an app? Is this an online program coaching? How, how do you guys deliver that to your, uh, to your clients? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a digital product. Um, and so we, yeah, it's a, it's a website that you create an account and then that'll give you, it's a, you know, it's a, it's free to try. Um, and as you scale up your team, that's when our kind of like pricing model kicks in, but you know, people try it free for about a month usually. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, the starting point is just replacing that one-on-one -on -one doc. So we have, we give you basically this guided one-on-one -on -one doc for each of your direct reports. And that becomes the agenda for your one-on-one -on -one meeting. And you can both collaborate on it. You invite your team members to that one-on-one -on -one doc, they, and it's a private space for you to collaborate with that team member. Um, and along the way, we'll give you that guidance and capturing of action items and all the good stuff that um, you know managers know they should be doing. But you know it's hard because managers are busy; they have different direct reports pulling them in different directions. They have probably have their own work that they're trying to get done. Heaven forbid. Um, and so um, just taking a lot of the overhead around thinking about what do I need to be doing to be a great manager and just kind of guiding it uh, through that, through the one-on-one -on -one meeting between um, a manager and the, each of their direct reports. So yeah, just a free trial that people get started with on workpatterns.com. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think uh, one of uh, my favorite words as an entrepreneur has been systems. <laughs> mm-hmm. Without a system, um, you're you really, it just makes pushing that rock even harder up the hill. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's ironic, but like, it, 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 you know, kind of a, a phrase that we use is like structure that unlocks potential. Like you need to, yeah, the, and the, you know, you can, you can think of all these examples of things that people spend uh, mental energy on that if you can put just a structure and a system in place that takes that mental energy off your plate 
you can focus on the things that uh, are actually going to get you ahead. I mean, a cliche example would be like Steve Jobs wearing the same thing every, you know, having a uniform. He didn't want to spend the mental energy on, um, you know, picking out his outfit each day. So he had a, had a uniform. You know, <laughs> I haven't used this analogy before, but, you know, work patterns is sort of the same thing for management. It's like you don't need to be thinking about, oh, when should I be giving this person feedback? When should I be giving them recognition? You know, when is our one-on-one meeting? What should the agenda for that one-on-one meeting be? Do I have the right template? We can just give you all that. And, and, and then you can apply your superpowers of being an empathetic, thoughtful manager, helping unblock your uh, employee, talk about the things that matter. So um, yeah, we're, we're kind of the, the Steve Jobs turtleneck for management. That is a... That is a new tagline that I don't think will make the website, but um, yeah, you got to look that way. <laughs> I, li- I like it. It's a great visual for those of us who, you know, have the importance of systems and stuff. I mean, it makes total sense yeah. to me. Love it. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? I mean, I know you've got, um, you've got the business um, and your, your stuff is like all over the place on, you know, CNBC. I mean, you, you've been making your rounds, right? So what what's next for you in 2021? Yeah. I mean, um, it's going to be an exciting year for the company. We started work patterns in 2018, you know, obviously well before the pandemic, realizing that, you know, these were, this was something that the world needed, that there was already several um, macro changes that were happening that, you know, macro trends that were happening, um, generational change in the workplace, millennials becoming managers for the first time, them wanting to have like different, a different connection um, with their manager and their direct reports. Um, and, you know, the rise of remote and flexible work arrangements seems like an, an inevitable um, trend. So, you know, we started this back in 2018. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know, March of 2020 happened. And, you know, our market went from, you know, what we called a very intentional leader, someone who is very, you know, really wanted to up their game as a manager, someone who wanted better tools um, and guidance and systems, as you put it, um, for, for management. And, you know, our market went from that type of person to everyone because everyone realized they needed a new way of operating. They needed a new system for the new realities. And it doesn't seem like we're going to go back to the old way. Like we're certainly going to be spending more time in person. We're certainly going to go back into offices. Um, people want that connection and, and that makes total sense, but people also kind of have gotten a taste of flexibility and are going to want that going forward. And so, um, you know, it, it, you know, I would much rather of us had, had not have had a pandemic, but from a business perspective, it certainly accelerated a lot of the trends that we were building towards and found, you know, you know and this is another thing, like, you know, just on a, on, a, on a broad note, like to be successful as an entrepreneur, like you got to get lucky a couple of times too. And, you know, that, that was, you know, we just happened to be well positioned with a great product that met the moment, you know, we'd been building it for two years. And so, um, you know, things have really, you know, been growing extremely um, quickly for us. And so we're, we're trying to build the team to keep up with um, our customer base and, you know, keep giving them great support, keep building the features that they're asking for. Um, and um, yeah, so, you know, that, that's going to be the, 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 the theme for, for 2021 um, on, on the work front anyway. Um, yeah. Love it. So once again, where can our listeners uh, get, a, get a taste of uh, the work patterns? Oh yeah, workpatterns.com, W-O-R-K-P-A-T-T-E-R-N-S.com. Yeah, workpatterns. Love it, man. Well, Adam, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I love the idea, the concept. Systems will change. Guys, for those of you listening, if you don't have a system in place, 
in your life, love, and business, um, you, you are working way too hard and not enjoying your life. I promise you, systems will change the way you show up. And on that note, uh, once again, Adam, thank you again for joining us here on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. Was that a great episode or what? Adam Burke, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Guys, I really hope you paid attention to that interview because here's a guy who's been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, zero to 300 plus million a year in revenue with ad roll. And that is no small feat, guys. Those of you who are entrepreneurs know that uh, uh, cracking the first million, uh, hell, cracking the first six figures per month, uh, how about the first 10,000 per month, right? It's, it's a celebration and it feels amazing, doesn't it? Um, but this guy went ahead and took that business, he and his team, to over $300 million a year. How exciting is that? And I share that with you guys because I want you to see what's possible. And I don't know where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey right now, but I want you to just take a moment. And regardless of what you're struggling with or whatever challenges you're facing, I one of the things that really popped out to me in this interview was the whole concept of reframing. And Adam, thank you for reminding me of that. Because, guys... Whatever pressure you're feeling right now, remember it's a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. And those of us who decided to go and walk into the entrepreneurial game, we knew it going, we knew going in that this was not going to be a cakewalk, that this is going to be tough. And we want it tough. Why? Because on the other side of that challenge, on the other side of that difficulty, we're going to go ahead and we're going to raise our hands up in victory and put our foot down on the neck of that particular challenge and dominated and know that we went ahead and defeated it, that that particular challenge couldn't take us out. It tried to, but it could not, and it will not, and it won't, period. So that being said, guys, I hope, I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed this video, or I should say, <laughs> oh my goodness, this interview. And uh, just remember, guys, that it's possible. Whatever your goal is on a monthly basis, if you're trying to hit that 10,000 mark, if you're trying to hit that you know, 50,000 mark a month, that six-figure month a mark, uh, per month, that seven-figure mar uh, mark per month. Hey, it's doable. It's possible. Might be tough, but with the right systems in place and the right strategy, uh, the right team around you, it can happen. All right, guys. Please, whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on, give us a favorable recommendation. Give us a five-star rating, and please share with us. Uh, within that platform, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, wherever, share with us your favorite moment of this particular interview. And as always, guys, I love you. I thank you. I'm so grateful for you to have you in our lives as part of our listening audience. We will continue to do our best to bring you great, compelling conversations with individuals who are crushing it. And on that note, guys, continue to elevate your game in life, love, and business.